Today is April 13th. I'm Serena, and welcome to the Seven Streams Bible Reading Method. We are in the Exile Stream today, and we are reading from the book of Hosea, which we started just this last week. And we will be covering chapters 3 and 4 today from the Lexham English Bible. Hosea chapter 3 And Yahweh said to me again, Go, love a woman who has a lover and is committing adultery, just like the love of Yahweh for the children of Israel. But they are turning to other gods and love raisin cakes. So I bought her for fifteen shekels of silver and a homer of barley and a measure of wine. And I said to her, You must remain as mine for many days, and you will not play the whore. You will not belong to a man, and I will belong to you. The children of Israel will remain for many days without a king and prince, without sacrifice and stone pillar, ephod, and teraphim. Afterward, the children of Israel will return and seek Yahweh their God and David their king. They will come in fear to Yahweh and to his goodness at the end of days. Hear the word of Yahweh, O children of Israel, for Yahweh has an indictment against the inhabitants of the land. There is no faithfulness or loyalty. There is no knowledge of God in the land. Swearing and lying, murdering and stealing, and adultery break out, and bloodshed follows bloodshed. Therefore, the land mourns, and all those living in it languish with the animals of the field and the birds of the heaven, and even the fish of the sea are being swept away. Yet, let no one contend, and let no one accuse. For with you, O priest, is my contention. You will stumble by day, and the priest also will stumble with you at night. And I will destroy your mother. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because you have rejected knowledge. I reject you from acting as a priest for me. And since you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. When they became many, their sin increased against me. They changed their glory into shame. They feed on the sin of my people. They are greedy for their iniquity. And it will be like people, like priest. I will punish them for their ways and I will requite them for their deeds. They will eat and not be satisfied. They will play the whore and not multiply, because they have forsaken Yahweh to devote themselves to whoredom. Wine and new wine take away the understanding. My people, consult their wooden idols, and their divining rod gives them oracles, because a spirit of whoredom led them astray and they played the whore from under their god. On the tops of the mountains they sacrifice, and on the hills they make offerings, under oak, poplar, and terebinth, because their shade is good. Therefore, your daughters play the whore, and all your daughters-in-law commit adultery. I will not punish your daughters when they play the whore, or your daughters-in-law when they commit adultery because they go aside with whores, and they sacrifice with temple prostitutes. A people that does not understand comes to ruin. Even though you, 
O Israel, are playing the whore, do not let Judah become guilty. Do not enter Gilgal, or go up to Beth-Avon, and do not swear as Yahweh lives. Indeed, like a stubborn heifer, Israel is stubborn. Now Yahweh will feed them, like a lamb in broad pasture. Ephraim is joined to idols. Let him alone. When their drinking has ended, they surely indulge in sexual orgies. They love lewdness more than their glory. A wind has wrapped them in its wings, and they will be ashamed because of their altars. Dear God, keep us in your word, for what we have read today is the way of all flesh. The song says that we are prone to wander. Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. Thank you for hanging on to us even when we don't have the strength to hang on. We are astonished by your amazing grace. Amen. God wants to love his people and to bring them back. He asserted that come chapter 2 of Hosea, but all they seem to want to do is run in another direction. Someone called Hosea's writing the throbbing of a broken heart. It certainly is. The passage today is filled with the words that clearly indicate that the horrible behavior of the people that once inhabited Canaan is reigning again. They are now fully behaving like the people they were to drive out. What is God supposed to do, for goodness sake? This symbolic marriage that Hosea is ordered to walk through is making God's pain all too personal to us. If God could have gotten to Israel another way, he would have done it. But what will work with these moral hyenas? In chapter 3, Israel is completely behaving like the pagans, and Judah is too, to a point. So God is buying them back, and he will chasten and discipline them. We hope that after this, they will fear and follow God. Yes? Maybe? Soon? Ever? When? Chapter 4 reads like a guilty verdict, because it is. Israel is so bad in its sinning that the land itself is suffering, and so are the animals. This is a subtle theme that is still seen today. We've seen a land that is blessed, turned thorny and repugnant. Genesis 3. Then Genesis 6 brings on a cleansing flood because of sin. Nothing else brought on such weather. There are vast deserts in the world today that were productive and fruitful farms back when there was a Christian majority. But violence and paganism and false religion came in. And since living water, Jesus, was expelled, physical H2O water left too. Don't get mad at God for this. There's no mystery here. It's obvious. Read verse 3 again, and there's the testimony. Sin left undealt with ends up punishing the whole place. From top to bottom, Israel has gone amok. They act like they don't know God, and it's not God's fault. They told him to get out. Verse 8 says, They feed on the sin of my people. This may sound puzzling, but it's a billboard in all of our faces that there's a terrible amount of money made off of wrongdoing. It's been going on so long in so many realms that the people can't see it any other way. Think for a moment. 
of all the occupations that would be out of business today if all sin would stop. It's a bit mind-boggling, isn't it? I imagine that there are plenty of leaders and politicians worldwide who perceive sin as something that must be massaged to keep employment numbers up. One could surmise that a sinless world is very frightening to the political type. The list is bad in chapter four. The whoring, prostitution, drunkenness, and contests that exist to keep the people in this way are astonishing in their lewdness. And to contrast it, God's love on the other end of the scale is equally astonishing too. Symbolically, the land is going to spit these people out at the rate they are going. God's main contention is with the priests who are steering this nation into darkness and doing so aggressively. The priests are making sure of this. Verse 14 may seem strange. I will not punish. Sometimes a rascal of a kid in a classroom is so unteachable that it becomes a waste of time and energy to even try anymore. So they are dismissed and the teacher needs to stop even caring where the kid ends up just to save sanity. That's the case here in Israel. Disaster is on the horizon. Anytime that we read something that has the intensity of what we're reading in Hosea, it should drive us to prayer for the sin that we see in this world today. We thank God for his mercy, and we can also pray that God would give us the wisdom and how to handle these things. The only way to preserve a culture is to yield to God, to obey his commandments, to love God first with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. SevenStreamsMethod.com is the home port for this podcast. We can be found on different podcasting platforms as well as different social media platforms. All that information is found at the website. So we encourage you to go there. Also on the website, there is a spot to sow a seed and that seed will reap a harvest. It'll reap a harvest for you as well as reaping a harvest for the kingdom. How cool is that? (laughs) Win-win. So we have a special announcement and that is we are leading a trip to Israel and would like to invite you to join us on this journey, this pilgrimage to the Holy Land. Information can be found at the website. It is Israel 2020. Look for that on the navigation bar and you will be connected to a brochure. We are going to be traveling in the month of January. It's a little colder, but it is beautiful. It's so green in Israel in January. So. If God is calling you to go to the Holy Land next year, then this is the time to plan for it. Tomorrow we portage to the Christ stream and start the book of Mark, where we have the opportunity to see the gospel of Jesus through a whole new set of eyes. Know that nothing can separate you from the love of God. Until tomorrow, I'm Serena, sailing with you down the seven streams.